Chapter Twenty Five of the Adventures of Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Twenty Five About Kings and Diamonds, Search for the Treasure, Dead People, and Ghosts. There comes a time in every rightly constructed boy's life when he has a raging desire to go somewhere and dig for hidden treasure. This desire suddenly came upon Tom one day. He sallied out to find Joe Harper, but failed of success. Next he sought Ben Rogers. He had gone fishing. Presently he stumbled upon Huck Finn, the red-handed. Huck would answer. Tom took him to a private place and opened the matter to him confidentially. Huck was willing. Huck was always willing to take a hand in any enterprise that offered entertainment and required no capital, for he had a troublesome superabundance of that sort of time which is not money. "'Where'll we dig?' said Huck. "'Oh, most anywhere.' "'Why, is it hid all around?' "'No, indeed it ain't. It's hid in mighty particular places, Huck. Sometimes on islands, sometimes in rotten chests under the end of a limb of an old dead tree, just where the shadow falls at midnight. But mostly under the floor in haunted houses. Who hides it? Why, robbers, of course. Who'd you reckon? Sunday school superintendent? I don't know. If twas mine, I wouldn't hide it. I'd spend it and have a good time. So would I. But robbers don't do that way. They always hide it and leave it there. Don't they come after it any more? No, they think they will, but they generally forget the marks, or else they die. Anyway, it lays there a long time and gets rusty, and by and by somebody finds an old yellow paper that tells how to find the marks, a paper that's got to be ciphered over about a week because it's mostly science and hieroglyphics. Hiero which? Hieroglyphics. Pictures and things, you know, that don't seem to mean anything. Have you got one of them papers, Tom? No. Well, then, how are you going to find the marks? I don't want any marks. They always bury it under a haunted house or on an island or under a dead tree that's got one limb sticking out. Well, we tried Jackson's Island a little, and we can try it again sometime. And there's the old haunted house up the stillhouse branch, and there's lots of dead limb trees, dead loads of them. Is it under all of them? How you talk? No. Then how are you going to know which one to go for? Go for all of them. Why, Tom, it'll take all summer. Well, what of that? Suppose you find a brass pot with a hundred dollars in it, all rusty and gray, or rotten chest full of diamonds. Have that. Huck's eyes glowed. That's bully. Plenty bully enough for me. Just you give me the hundred dollars, and I won't want no diamonds. All right, but I bet you I ain't going to throw off on diamonds. Some of them's worth twenty dollars apiece. There ain't any hardly, but it's worth six bits or a dollar. No, is that so? Certainly. Anybody'll tell you so. Hain't you ever seen one, Huck? Not as I remember. Old kings have slathers of em. Well, I don't know no kings, Tom. I reckon you don't. But if you was to go to Europe, you'd see a raft of em hopping around. Do they hop? Hop? Your granny, no. Well, what did you say they did for? Shucks, I only meant you'd see em, not hoppin', of course. What do they want to hop for? But I mean you'd just see em, scattered around, you know, in a kind of a general way. 
like that old humpback richard richard what's his other name he didn't have any other name kings don't have any but a given name no but they don't well if they like it tom all right but i don't want to be a king and have only just a given name like a nigger but say where are you going to dig first well i don't know suppose we tackle that old dead limb tree on the hill t'other side of stillhouse branch i'm agreed so they got a crippled pick and a shovel and set out on their three-mile tramp they arrived hot and panting and threw themselves down in the shade of a neighboring elm to rest and have a smoke i like this said tom so do i say huck if we find a treasure here what are you going to do with your share well i'll have pie and a glass of soda every day and i'll go to every circus that comes along i bet i'll have a gay time well ain't you going to save any of it save it what for why so as to have something to live on by and by oh that ain't any use pap would come back to this year town some day and get his claws on it if i didn't hurry up and i tell you he'd clean it out pretty quick what you going to do with yourn tom i'm going to buy a new drum and a sure enough sword and a red necktie and a bull pup and get married married that's it tom you why you ain't in your right mind wait you'll see well that's the foolishest thing you could do look at pap and my mother fight why they used to fight all the time i remember mighty well that ain't anything the girl i'm going to marry won't fight tom i reckon they're all alike they'll all comb a body now you better think about this a while i tell you you better what's the name of the gal it ain't a gal at all it's a girl it's all the same i reckon some says gal some says girl both's right like enough anyway what's her name tom i'll tell you sometime not now all right that'll do only if you get married i'll be more lonesomer than ever no you won't you'll come and live with me now stir out of this and we'll go to digging they worked and sweated for half an hour no result they toiled another half hour still no result huck said do they always bury it as deep as this sometimes not always not generally i reckon we haven't got the right place so they chose a new spot and began again the labor dragged a little but still they made progress they pegged away in silence for some time finally huck leaned on his shovel swabbed the beaded drops from his brow with his sleeve and said where are you going to dig next after we get this one i reckon maybe we'll tackle the old tree that's over yonder on cardiff hill back of the widow's i reckon that'll be a good one but won't the widow take it away from us tom it's on her land she take it away maybe she'd like to try it once whoever finds one of these hid treasures it belongs to him it don't make any difference whose land it's on that was satisfactory the work went on by and by huck said blame it we must be in the wrong place again what do you think it's mighty curious huck i don't understand it sometimes witches interfere i reckon maybe that's what's the trouble now shucks witches ain't got no power in the daytime well that's so i didn't think of that 
Oh, I know what the matter is. What a blame lot of fools we are. You got to find out where the shadow of the limb falls at midnight, and that's where you dig. Then consound it, we've fooled away all this work for nothing. Now hang it all, we've got to come back in the night. It's an awful long way. Can you get out? I bet I will. We've got to do it tonight, too, because if somebody sees these holes, they'll know in a minute what's here, and they'll go for it. Well, I'll come around and meow tonight. All right, let's hide the tools in the bushes. The boys were there that night about the appointed time. They sat in the shadow waiting. It was a lonely place, and an hour made solemn by old traditions. Spirits whispered in the rustling leaves, ghosts lurked in the murky nooks, a deep baying of a hound floated up out of the distance, an owl answered with his sepulchral note. The boys were subdued by these solemnities, and talked little. By and by they judged that twelve had come, they marked where the shadow fell, and began to dig. Their hopes commenced to rise, their interest grew stronger, and their industry kept pace with it. The hole deepened, and still deepened, but every time their hearts jumped to hear the pick strike upon something, they only suffered a new disappointment. It was only a stone or a chunk. At last Tom said, It ain't any use, Huck. We're wrong again. Well, but we can't be wrong. We spotted the shatter to a dot. I know it, but then there's another thing. What's that? Why, we only guessed at the time. Like enough it was too late or too early. Huck dropped his shovel. That's it, said he. That's the very trouble. We've got to give this one up. We can't ever tell the right time, and besides, this kind of thing's too awful here this time of night, with witches and ghosts a-fluttering around so. I feel as if something's behind me all the time, and I'm afeard to turn around, cause maybe there's others in front awaiting for a chance. I've been creeping all over ever since I got here. Well, I've been pretty much so too, Huck. They most always put in a dead man when they bury a treasure under a tree to look out for it. Lordy! Yes, they do. I've always heard that. Tom, I don't like to fool around much where there's dead people. A body's bound to get into trouble with em, sure. I don't like to stir em up, either. Suppose this one here was to stick his skull out and say something. Don't, Tom. It's awful. Well, it just is, Huck. I don't feel comfortable a bit. Say, Tom, let's give this place up and try somewheres else. All right, I reckon we'd better. What'll it be? Tom considered a while, then said, The haunted house, that's it. Blame it, I don't like haunted houses, Tom. Why, they're a dern sight worse than dead people. Dead people might talk, maybe, but they don't come sliding around in a shroud when you ain't noticing and peep over your shoulder all of a sudden and grit their teeth the way a ghost does. I couldn't stand such a thing as that, Tom. Nobody could. Yes, but, Huck, ghosts don't travel round only at night. They won't hinder us from digging there in the daytime. Well, that's so. But you know mighty well people don't go about that haunted house in the day nor the night. Well, that's mostly because they don't like to go where a man's been murdered, anyway. But nothing's ever been seen round that house except in the night. Just some blue light slipping by the windows. No regular ghosts. Well, where you see one of them blue lights flickering around, Tom, 
you can bet there's a ghost mighty close behind it it stands to reason because you know that they don't anybody but ghosts use em yes that's so but anyway they don't come round in the daytime so what's the use of our being afeard well all right we'll tackle the haunted house if you say so but i reckon it's taking chances they had started down the hill by this time there in the middle of the moonlit valley below them stood the haunted house utterly isolated its fences gone long ago rank weeds smothering the very doorsteps the chimney crumbled to ruin the window sashes vacant a corner of the roof caved in the boys gazed a while half expecting to see a blue light flit past a window then talking in a low tone as befitted the time and the circumstances they struck far off to the right to give the haunted house a wide berth and took their way homeward through the woods that adorned the rearward side of cardiff hill End of chapter twenty five